warning 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 in this episode of the mystic access podcast chris kim and possibly lisa use trigger phrases that can activate either amazon or google smart speakers therefore it is recommended that you turn off your speakers always listening function as Mystic Access is not responsible for anything that your smart speaker decides to either purchase or melt down. Thank you. Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Kim. And I'm Lisa. And in the background, we may hear Kim's birds. Because <laughs> it's spring here in North Carolina. <laughs> it's February and the windows are open. It's February 23rd. It's my grandmother's 88th birthday today. So happy Aww. birthday, Nana. <laughs> she just suffered a massive heart attack in November, and she's stronger than she's been in years now. So... Tell me I don't come from tough stock, y'all. <laughs> Very cool. So that's fun. And it's also a beautiful spring light day here. It's going to be 70-something, I think, again today, or 70-ish. So I am happy, and the windows are open, and the birds are singing, and we're podcasting. Welcome, welcome. So the first thing that we want to talk about is our upcoming March class. And that will be on March 22nd, 2018 at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And we're going to talk about different ways to read books. We all love reading books, so that's what we're going to kind of touch upon. And there are high-tech ways. There are low-tech ways. There are ways you can use without computer access. There are ways you can use with mobile app access. There are audiobooks. <laughs> There's all sorts of different things you can do. And... We're all kind of bookish people, and I think it's going to be something that it's going to be very enjoyable for us to be able to share with you. It's fun for all of us to get to teach something together. We haven't done that since our shopping class. This should be fun. For those who are brand new to the podcast, perhaps, and don't know, Mystic Access holds a free teleclass every month. And you can join via phone, via iOS, Fire OS, Android, or Mac or PC. And you can hang out with us and talk with us, and we will share hopefully some information that will enrich your life and your technology journey in some way, shape, or form. And we try to make them a mix of high-tech and low-tech and sometimes a little bit of both in each class. As of the day of our recording, we just had our February class last night, and it was a lot of fun. We talked about the sound of Sonos and the Sonos speakers, and we had a good turnout and a good group and had a nice conversation, and everyone seem to enjoy themselves. So thanks to everyone who came to the February class. If you want to learn more about our March class and find out more about it when we release the information and let y'all know the joining instructions, you can join our free teleclasses list and you can find out more information about our classes and join the list at mysticaccess.com slash teleclasses. T-E-L-E-C-L-A-S-S-E-S. And this link will be in the podcast show notes as well. So we try to have fun. Classes last about an hour to an hour and a half, generally speaking. 
and sometimes there's an after party that goes <laughs> long after, like last night. But we have fun, and we enjoy getting to talk to you and put names to people that we know, and it's very fun. One of the things that I've heard from customers was I almost wasn't going to come to whatever class it was. And then I'm really glad I did because I learned things. An example I can give from my own life was I prepared our class on calendar options. And then Kim came in with some things that I had never heard of. And I really thought that even if I wasn't fluent in all aspects of calendar use, that I had kind of heard or seen most things. And I ended up learning stuff. So if you say, oh, you know, I'm already into books. I already have it covered. You might want to join us anyway because you never know what kind of tip you're going to pick up or learn along the way. Exactly. And people are very helpful. We have a really nice group. Y'all are really nice. And you're helpful to each other in these classes, which we appreciate. Last night, someone was asking a question that none of us could answer. And another class participant jumped right in and told her what she needed to do. And we're very fortunate that way to have such a great community of people who share with each other and share tips and information. So we're grateful to have such nice people who attend our classes. And so if we don't know the answer to your question, ask anyway, because someone there might. <laughs> Speaking of classes and finding out information... We have a little more info that may assist you in the form of one of our latest tutorials. Since it's mine, I'll let one of you share a little more about it. <laughs> I would love to, primarily because this is a tutorial I wish I had created. This is our stressless browse happy tutorial, and it involves internet navigation of web pages. Kim demonstrates most things on Windows but also applies those same principles to the Mac, to iOS, and to Android. We've had people ask us, well, does this apply to those platforms? And it definitely does. Another question I've gotten a lot from customers is, well, I'm not brand new to surfing the web, but, you know, I'm still having some issues, and I still find it cumbersome. This tutorial to me is great because it presents all kinds of options but also you can follow along as Kim goes to certain websites and you can see how she navigates how she browses and it may be different than how you browse I know that when I was listening through it some things we did identically and some things we did very differently and so it's a way to learn to up your skills with a minimal investment, both of time and money. You really could sit down in an evening or an afternoon and go through the tutorial. Of course, you might want to do it more than once. You might want to revisit specific areas. And we have everything all navigable through Daisy, thanks to Chris and his work on that. So you can find exactly the section or the concern or the keystroke that you need quite easily and conveniently. I really love this one. I think this is one of the best that we've done in a while. I say that as kind of the collective royal we, having had nothing to do with it except to cheer on its creation. Uh, <laughs> but I would encourage you, if you think it might interest you at all, to check it out. Thank you. I'm very proud of it. I'm very proud of how it turned out. And I really 
kind of want to shout to the skies about it because I feel like it really is needed in our community and it can help people to gain more confidence. I'm someone, as I mentioned, I think in our last podcast, who is essentially self-taught. Pretty much everything I know, I learned either through doing or through reading or research. I have not really had any real training on any of this stuff myself. So hopefully people can learn from some of what I felt were my mistakes and blunders and become more confident and have greater ease and have more fun when browsing. So definitely check it out. It's a little under three hours if you feel that this is something that would interest you. And it's under $25 on the website, and it's available now if you just go to the site and either go to the shop or just type into the search box Browse Happy or Stress Less Browse Happy. It will pop up, and you can check it out. The next tutorial that we can talk about is an upcoming tutorial, and it's a tutorial that we have been promising and working on for quite some time. And it will be available on March 1st, but it is available for pre-order now, and this is our Google Home tutorial. So for those of you that know that we have the Amazon Echo tutorial, which is one of our best sellers, we have, or will have, or do have, the <laughs> Google Home tutorial. So if you are interested in what the Google Home can do for you, this is a good tutorial. Unfortunately, as of the recording of this podcast, we don't know the duration because it's still going through editing processes. But it it's going to be long. Yeah. <laughs> we can tell you that much. If it's a smidge under five hours, I will be shocked, and it's probably going to be much more. But that shows you the ins and outs of the Google Home, how to set it up, what you can do with it, what you can't do with it. Some of the things that it does show you is how reliant... The Google Home is, uh, and how touchy, how touchy, touchy, and touchy. <laughs> the, Google, the Google Home is on relying on an app. So if you don't have a mobile device, a tablet, Android, iOS, what have you, you can still use the Google Home. You would need a friend to set it up for you. But if you want to do some things like set reminders, for example. It, you would need an iOS or Android app. In order you could set them, and you could ask about them, but you're not going to get the same amount of functionality. Right, you're not so, going to get the notification know. when the reminders Yeah, happen. when yes. they happen, yeah. Yes, yeah. So that's just kind of one of those little things. And we talk about the Google Home, which is the first Google Home, the original one. And then I call we, her the middle sister. Yes, <laughs> and then there is the Google Home Mini which is a little guy, and then there's the Google Home Max, which none of us have seen, but through research, we can talk about it. Yes. We know people who have seen it, so <laughs> that makes it a little easier Yes, in terms of doing our research and finding out more information. Yes. But as far as using a Google Home, no matter what Google Home you have, it's all the same, except for the it's physical. All the same. Yeah. Yeah, essentially yeah. they all work the same, respond to the same things, information like that. One thing to note, well, a couple things, but the first thing is that if you have Fire OS, you can't get a Google Home app on Fire OS as Correct. of this recording. So that's not an option for you if you want an app to utilize in conjunction with a Google Home. The other thing is, if you want to make a comparison between the A-Lady and Google Home... <laughs> This could be one way to do it. If you already have 
and a lady of some stripe that Google Home differs and is similar and what you might like about one that you don't like about the other or what you might find interesting about one that you don't about the other. So it's a good way to compare contrast. Now that we have whet your appetite on the Google Home, we're going to do a couple of little demonstrations of the Google Home. And specifically, the first thing that we're going to talk about or demonstrate is the Google Home Mini. Now, as the name suggests, a mini Google Home. And, and touchy. it decides that it wants to talk to us <laughs> or try and listen to us. But it's round, but it's flat. It kind of reminds me of our cookie without the buttons. And <laughs> yeah. that uh, are brand new to this episode, our cookie is the iGoku Bluetooth speaker. It kind of looks like one of those, uh, those like bakery style cookies. And I had a sighted person actually look at it too. And he goes, you know, it really does look like one of those bakery cookies. So it's not just what it feels like. It's also what it looks like. <laughs> but it's round and it's flat. And it plays music. And it plays music. <laughs> it has touch controls. They it all have does. touch controls. And but I'll show you how to use them, so yes, no worries. The thing about the Mini is that when you pick it up, <laughs> it might start playing music. Because <laughs> it's little. <laughs> it's little, but you're touching the edges. For example, let's say we have, we can ask Google Home. Hey, Google. What time is it? 10 o'clock. Hey, Google. What is the date? It is Friday, the 23rd of February, 2018. So you can ask it those kinds of questions. You can have it play music. You can touch it to start and stop. You can touch it to raise the volume and lower the volume. Sometimes, for me at least, I've found that when I pick it up, it wants to either start playing or change the volume because of the touch controls. But that's just, you know, a little minor thing. The Google Home sells for approximately, four, well, the Mini sells for approximately 49 US dollars. We have seen it as low as 29 during the Black Friday, Cyber Monday winter sales. I have a funny story to tell about the Google Home Mini. Back on Black Friday, I ordered one for $29, and I moved it. It's upstairs, and I decided that maybe I wanted another one, and this was like in the beginning of December. So I added one to my cart and then decided that I didn't want it. My mother asked me what I wanted for Christmas, and I said, okay, well, I need one of those Nest Protect smoke detectors. So she says, okay, she'll get me one. So I went on eBay and I found a Nest Protect smoke detector for, so I think it was like 75 bucks or something. And I get the Nest Protect in the box and I open the box and there are two boxes. One was the Nest Protect and the other one was a Google Home Mini for free. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was kind of cool. It's like something told me to put that one back, you know, pull it out of my shopping cart. I was trying to figure out what it was until I opened the package. I'm like, oh, it's another Google Home Mini. <laughs> so you can't beat it for the price. It was free. And that was some kind of promotion going on with what? Different companies or something? Or I different? Think it was if you buy a Nest Protect or a Google related product. I can't remember what it was at the time, but it, maybe it was a Nest product or something that you got the Google Home. Of course, for those who don't know, Nest is 
owned by Google. So, and Nest is one of those home automation companies too. Yes. So yeah, a lot of their stuff will work with Alexa and Google Home. And yes, and they have thermostats, and they have the Nest protects the smoke detectors. They have a new security system that they just came out with. So it's it's kind of you're you're right. It's a home automation thing. I have two questions about the Google Home Mini that our listeners may wonder. I've not actually seen one of these. And I know we're comparing apples to oranges, sort of, but on the Echo, you have the standard and you have the dot and you have others as well. But the dot, because of its small size, has an audio jack. And I'm wondering if the Google Home Mini has that. It does not. It does not. Okay. The other thing is I noticed that the voice on your Google Home Mini is different than the standard Google Home voice. Hey, Google, switch voices. Here is an example of my other voice. Would you like me to use this one? Yes. Great. I'll keep using this voice. So when you switch voices, it switches it for all of your Google Home devices, whether it is a mini, a max, or the regular one. So now all of my devices are going to be using this female voice. So I just switched it to be different. It really has nothing to do with it being a mini. And that is just an example of some of the hints, tips, and tricks that you will pick up from our Google Home <laughs> tutorial. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. There's speaking, a lot of fun stuff. <laughs> speaking of our Google Home tutorial, one of the unique things that we did this time is Kim and I did collaboration work on the Google Home. So you Yeah, that was fun. Both of us. Yeah, Chris does all the home automation stuff. I have no home automation stuff. I live in the middle of nowhere. I don't have any home automation goodies in my house. So he ended up handling that portion of it. He also did our section on Chromecast and our section on Bluetooth. And then we did two sections together. And the rest of it is me talking and showing you stuff. But it was fun to do the collaboration portion because we both have our different strengths when we teach and when we share stuff. And I think this kind of shows the best of both of us in terms of showing you how some of these things work. Chris could go on and on and on and on and on and on and on about home automation. So he is definitely the person to share that information with you. So this was fun. And speaking of Google Home. And, and fun stuff. Fun stuff. <laughs> Kim and I both have new pets. <laughs> Thank you, Google Home. <laughs> and Lisa is going to have a new pet. Lisa. Lisa's going to adopt a new pet, too. Exactly. Live and on the air. Live and on the air. She's going to adopt a pet. So, Do I need references? Um, no, I think you'll be good. Okay. I'm yeah. sure I'm sure no character trust references. you. Yeah, I think, I think you'll be fine. All right. Yeah. So what you do to start creating your pet is tell Google to play Sound Pet. Actually, probably talk to Sound Pet. It's one of the built-in games, and you'll see more about it in the tutorial, but it's it's so much fun that it's so cute. We just wanted to share the, one of the many interactive games that you can play with Google Home. Okay, here we go. Okay, Google. Uh-oh. Talk to... <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Turn off some ears. <laughs> The mic's off. I don't understand. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> okay. Did we mention they're sensitive and touchy? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So if you are using a Google Home at this point, you might want to turn the mic off. Let's Absolutely. Otherwise, you might be adopting a sound pet too. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That was actually fun when the Echo first came out. I was giving Chris's Echo commands from here, and I'm like, this is equal parts cool and scary. So, yes. Yes. All right. Okay, Google. Talk to sound pet. Okay, let's go looking for a sound pet. We're on a journey to explore the farthest reaches of the internet, the coolest ideas, the weirdest facts, the strangest. Did you hear that? I think something found us. Maybe it'll come closer if we give it a snack. What kind of food do you want to offer? Potato chips. Let's set it out and see what happens. Don't make a sound. We don't want to startle it. Shh, I hear something. You've just found a baby hippity boy. The hippity has a belly like a hippopotamus and the paws and tail of a lion. On his back are tiny stubs where wings could grow. He's so excited to see you that he runs straight over. and trips right over his own feet. Do you want him to follow us home? Yes. Great, you now have a sound pet. And congratulations, Hippity, you now have a human. It's time for you to give your sound pet a name. Let's see. Behold, the ancient tome of augmented animal appellations. It's a book of sound pet baby names. I'll flip to any page. Just say a number from one to 863. 711. Page 711. Here we go. Aha! The name on this page is Paisley. Do you think that's a good name for him? Yes. Great. Your sound pet is now named Paisley. Help Paisley get used to his new name. Try saying, come here, Paisley. Come here, Paisley. He understands you. Hmm. Now let's try something even more complicated. Tell your sound pet to do a backflip. Paisley, do a backflip. Don't worry. Once you and Paisley start training, he'll be backflipping all over the place. He trips over his own feet. You what can do check you expect? in on Paisley, feed him, and play games with him. The more you take care of him, the more you'll be able to do, and the more Paisley will grow. Paisley has missed you. Do you want to play tag with him? Yes. Okay, let's play tag. The game where Paisley runs and you try to tag him. First, Paisley is going to run away from you. Then you'll try to catch him. Let's give Paisley a head start. As soon as you think Paisley is close, shout tag to tag him. Tag. Tag. Paisley is nope. too fast for you. Whoops. Try again. Tag. 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 
<laughs> he is so close, so close. But Paisley pulls away and keeps running. Try to tag him again. <laughs> tag. You gotta wait. You gotta do it when the sound. Tag. There you go. <laughs> I've never heard a sound pet run so fast, and you still managed to tag him. Good tagging and nice running, Paisley. The game is on. Should we play again? No. Paisley is incredibly hungry. Do you want to feed him? Yes. Okay, it's meal time. What do you want to feed Paisley? Jalapeno peppers. Okay, let's offer him some. Paisley is gobbling it up. Nice work. Hmm. Paisley is still scratching his stomach. Do you want to feed him again? Yes. What do you want to feed Paisley? Cinnamon toast. Okay, let's offer him some. Sounds like Paisley isn't a fan of that. Yeah, he seems more like a jalapeno kind of pet. Paisley needs some Ritalin. Sounds like Paisley might still be a little hungry. Paisley just got bigger. It sounds like he's getting ready to evolve. Rutro. Hanging out with your sound pet to help him evolve to the next level. Paisley has missed you. Do you want to play? What am I saying with him? No. Should we stop there? Yeah, you can say quit. Ah, that's okay. There's lots of other stuff you two can do. Okay, Google. Quit. I hope you had fun playing with Paisley. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I kind of think Paisley could use a little Ritalin, but that's cute. <laughs> and when you go back in, you don't have to do that. It remembers that right. your sound pet. Mm -hmm. And you can go from level to level to level. You, I'm on level three, I believe, with mine. I could see kids really being into that. Yeah, it's really cute. The little sound effects and things that he makes, is like, it makes you laugh. Yeah, uh, especially the jalapenos. I don't know. Something just told me he was a jalapeno kind of pet. Either that or I was feeling vindictive. I'm not sure which. And the next time, <laughs> if you tell him cinnamon toast, he, mm -hmm. won't, he won't like it. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like random. There's a little mm -hmm. bit of logic to it. Cool. So that's Sound Pets on Google Home. And it's cute because they just keep growing and changing <laughs> and getting bigger. If you would have played with him probably another minute, he would have evolved into a level one sound pet. So they just keep going and going. And the more you play, the more they evolve and they get new toys. And it's, it's cute. It's a cute little thing. You can take them for walks and all kinds of stuff. I like to take mine for walks. They're very cute when they walk. <laughs> It was funny. I found a kindred spirit when they said he tripped over his own feet. Except there you it go. Said he tripped over him, him own him, feet. Him that own feet. Yeah, own. there's a yeah. little error there, too. Yeah, but it was, it's cute. It's cute, and it's, it's very well done. The amount of time that 
I've spent with my sound pet in the last couple of days just taking little breaks from recording, I've heard very few prompts repeated in terms of, you know, when you're actually playing and doing things. I mean, some of those repeat, but a lot of the sound effects and things are very different, and a lot of prompts are new every time, so it's very fun. Now, his kind of babble and sounds and such, are they unique to him, or do most nope. of the sound pets nope, sound they're, like it's, that? Yeah, they all sound like Same that. sound pet, yeah. Because part of me was like, man, he sounds really manic. Are they all like that? Yeah, oh, yes. They are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they're okay. cuddly and cozy, too, but they're, they're really manic, man, very yeah. manic. They'll blow kisses okay. at times as well. But they're, Oh, that was cute. I did hear a kiss, like yeah, a, she, after tag or something. Yes, yeah, you'll get kisses yeah. occasionally, too. That and was one, cute. I like one that. Of the, one of the things, too, is that, that what am I saying thing, you have to pay attention because mm-hmm. you, you can guess what it is. You saying. can guess. I figured out the secret, which I won't tell, but there right. is a, there is a trick a to it. Yeah. Oh, cool. And he'll shake marbles in a jar. I mean, he's got all sorts of things. You can give him different kinds of baths and take care of him. And the only thing I wish you could do that you can't seem to do is, like, give him a nap and sing him a lullaby. And it doesn't seem that you can, at least from what we've seen thus far, contact anyone to add features mm-hmm. and share compliments. <laughs> but it's very cute. Yeah. And for our final demonstration or discussion, we're going to talk about the Ninite service. And Lisa has prepared a walkthrough of the Ninite service. But basically what it is, is it's a website where you can download basically one-click installers. So if you have Winamp, for example, and you want to download a one-click installer, you can do that with Winamp. And it also does not include the third-party junkware that some of these installers may put on your computer. One thing that I personally really like about it is when you go to the website, there's a bunch of checkboxes, and you can check the installers that you want. Say you want Chrome, you want Firefox, you want Thunderbird, you want Winamp, you want Skype, you want you know all these different things. It puts them all into one installer, and when you run that installer, it, it installs those 10 or 15 different apps without your user intervention. The other interesting thing that Ninite does is that, say next month you run that same installer again, it'll go and check for updates to those programs and then install those programs as well. Yeah, it's just a great, convenient little service. It's really good if you're setting up a new computer. It's also good if you know that they have a program that you want to download because sometimes you go to a page to download and you have to click through and click agree a bunch of times or choose a download site. And this is just very quick and convenient and handy. Yep. Absolutely. It's a super convenient thing. And you can get a whole lot of programs at once if you choose to. Like Lisa said, if you're restarting or rebooting or resetting up or setting up something new, it's kind of a godsend because it saves you hours of work. And it's not every single app. They have a curated. No. Uh, right. Yeah. But you can get a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, you can essentially get a whole lot of what you use. I think NVDA is even in there. It, it is. is. It is. And you can choose to go to their page of apps that are screen reader accessible. I don't do that. I would rather make that determination for myself. But if you're new to computers and you want to know what is deemed accessible, then that's a great place to start. Absolutely. So here's Lisa again to tell us more. Hello, I'm here today to tell you about a program that should make your life easier when installing 
programs on a newly formatted or updated computer. You can also use it when you just need to quickly and easily get a program that you're looking for. The program I'm talking about has a bit of a strange name, and I'm not sure why this name came to be, but even so, the program is called Ninite. And if you think of it this way, it's like the word finite, but with an N on the front. So the website is simple. You go to www.ninite.com, and those are both N's as in Nancy. It allows you to install multiple programs at once. The nice thing is you don't have to go to the website for each program, and you don't have to figure out how to download and install each one separately. Also, some programs will bundle extra stuff along with the actual program in the installer, so you get more than you bargained for, wanted, or needed, but Ninite does not do this. If you run the installer for a program that you already have, it will update your existing program. So let's take a look. I'm using NVDA with the Microsoft Mark Voice, and I'm going to press Windows R. Run dialog, type the name of a program, folder, document, or internet resource, and Windows will open it for you. Open, combo box collapsed. Selection, www.ninite.com, and press Enter. Desktop list. Zoom 44 of 44. Mozilla Firefox busy. About blank busy. About blank. Ninite installer update multiple apps at once busy. Navigation landmark visited link graphic Ninite. List with four items link help. Link feedback. Visited link Ninite Pro. Link sign into Pro out of list. Heading level 1 we also have a page for screen reader friendly accessible apps at link Ninite.com slash accessible dot. Heading level 4 install and update all your programs at once. No toolbars. No clicking next. Just pick your apps and go. Graphic a Ninite installer. Heading level 4 always up to date. You don't have to watch for updates. Our bots do that. Here's what's new. LibreOffice updated to 5.4.4. Five hours ago. PDF creator. I'm going to stop speech as it has said quite a mouthful. One thing of note, as you probably heard, there is an accessible page. You can go to ninite.com slash accessible. I generally don't do this. It's a nice service, especially if you're a fairly new computer user and you're not sure what's accessible. But I don't do it simply because typing ninite.com is faster. Also, the accessibility of programs can change. And I kind of like to judge for myself what is accessible. I've gone to the very top of the page again. After the list of updates and changes, there are recommendations from various publishers. What I would suggest you do is press the letter H to navigate by headings. I'm using Firefox, but you can do this in any browser. We also have a page for screen reader friendly accessible apps at ninite.com slash accessible link dot heading level one. Install and update all your programs at once heading level four. Always up to date heading level four. Trusted by millions heading level four. One pick the apps you want heading level three. List with 13 items web browsers heading level four. So the first thing you're going to do is pick the apps you want. And this is very nice because if you continue to move by headings, you can see the kinds of programs. So the first one is web browsers. List with three items Chrome checkbox not checked. Opera checkbox not checked. Firefox checkbox not checked. And I'm just tabbing through, and any of these that I want, I can check. 
So let's say that I want Firefox. I will press space. Checked. And I will check that. List with four items. Skype checkbox not checked. Now I'm into another list. Let's do a shift H to go back and see what this heading is. Messaging heading level four. Messaging. List with four items. Skype checkbox. Pigeon checkbox not checked. Thunderbird checkbox not checked. Trillion checkbox not checked. Media heading level four. Runtimes heading level four. Imaging heading level four. Documents heading level four. Security heading level four. And these, of course, are categories of programs. Now if I tab in the security area. List with seven items. Essentials checkbox not checked. Let's say that I want that. That's Microsoft Security Essentials. Checked. Avast checkbox not checked. Average checkbox not checked. Average, that's AVG. Malwarebytes checkbox not checked. Woo, that butchered that name. That would be Malwarebytes. Spybit 2 checkbox not checked. File sharing heading level 4. I pressed H again to move to the next category. Online storage heading level 4. Other heading level 4. List with 6 items Evernote checkbox not checked. Google Earth checkbox not checked. Steam checkbox not checked. KeyPass 2 checkbox not checked. Everything checkbox not checked. NV Access checkbox not checked. There's NVDA, so you could press space. Checked. To check that, and you'll get NVDA. Utilities heading level 4. When you are done going through and checking what you want, you can press the letter B. Get your 9 button Alt plus Shift plus G. Or you can use the shortcut Alt Shift G to quote, get your 9 So you press Enter. 9 Essentials Firefox NVDA unattended silent installer and updater busy. Navigation landmark. Opening Ninite Essentials Firefox NVDA installer.exe dialog you have chosen to open. Ninite Essentials Firefox and So it's telling me essentially that I have a Ninite installer. It's basically a custom install for me. And it's Firefox, Essentials, and NVDA. And now I'm given the option to save the file, and I will press enter. You may Ninite Essentials have Firefox NVDA unattended silent installer and updater Mozilla Firefox. Ninite Essentials Firefox. Run the file but I am just choosing in this case to save it. I like to do this because if you go through and you get the installers for all the programs you use, you can save this file and then run it again and it will update everything. Or you can save it, use it on a new computer and it will essentially go out and get the installation files that you need. There are many, many programs here and that is changing fairly regularly. Continue to check back with the site to see if they have the program that you want. I've gone to my downloads directory and pressed the letter N. And it says, Ninite Essentials Firefox NVDA installer.exe. And that is the name of my installer. Simply pressing enter will get the most up to date versions of the programs and install them on my system. It's as simple as that. I love this resource both for installing things on my computer and for helping others get set up with their own systems and hope you will find it useful as well. In the next episode, I do have one very cool thing that I know I'll be sharing with you. So really excited to tell you more about that next time. And it will maybe help you with your deliveries. Yes, yes, yes. Speaking of deliveries, I should be getting a delivery that I will be anxious if all works out to demo on the next podcast. And I'll just leave it at that and be all cheesy and teasy. Yes, and Chris wants to play us more music. No.
Chris doesn't want to play. <laughs> Google Home is touchy. touchy. Mini is touchy. Yes, Mini is very touchy. Don't I... breathe on the Mini. Don't breathe on the Mini. Don't touch it. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening, and have a wonderful day. Bye. 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 The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. To contact us, please visit www.mysticaccess.com. Call us, 716-543-3323, and press 2 to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at show at mysticaccesspodcast.com, and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mysticaccess. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Please tell your friends and colleagues to visit us at www.mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy what you hear on our podcasts, feel free to leave us an iTunes rating and review. We certainly appreciate those. Also, you may feel free to use our podcasts in your own RSS feed. Just be sure that all of our contact information is left intact. Thanks for spreading the word, and thanks for listening. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode.